0: This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station.
1: Hello and welcome to the Daily Digest on the Bigger Picture with Tina Camelia, Shamila Ganison, and Sumitra Selvaraj. Here's today's
2: lineup. The Trail of a Cats, a movie based on the hit musical, is now out, and the internet has responded with a little bit of back arching, hissing, and swiping. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: and a recent article in The Guardian has us asking, what could women achieve if they had more time to
2: themselves? And on that note, we've got a social media poll for you going on Twitter. Do you prioritize your personal time over home responsibilities? Your options are yes, no, and yes, but I feel guilty. So please do join us. Uh, The conversation uh, today. So join us in the conversation today. You can tweet us at BFM Radio or you can WhatsApp us at 018 789 8899 or you can call us at 03 773 2900. So while you take the poll, here's one more try by Rolling Stones.
0: The bigger picture on BFM 89.9, the business station.
1: Welcome back,
2: now for our first story. Now, earlier this week, the trailer for Cats dropped and the reaction to the actors' prancing and preening on screen has been interesting, to say the least. So yes, I must say I was
3: initially very excited. Um, but, you know, as we're going to discuss after this, maybe not quite so now. Um, Cats was originally a musical mm. by Andrew Lloyd Webber, which in turn was based on uh, T.S. Eliot's uh, Old Possum's Book of Practical Cats, yeah. which is um, all written in verse. Yeah. Um, when Cats opened in London's West End in 1980, it was well-received, but the reception was slightly... Slightly less warm when it travelled across the pond to Broadway the following year. Uh, But very quickly, audiences thawed, and uh, soon cats had the public literally eating out of its house. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or rather, maybe the other way around. (laughs) (laughs) The uh, musical ran for 21 years in the West End and for 18 years on Broadway and picked up numerous awards, grossed over $3.5 billion along the way. So staggering. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So really it is the mother of all mega musicals. Mm. And it paved the way for this sort of large budget, you know, breathtakingly choreographed and, and really just the spectacular costumed productions that would change the way global audiences absorbed what uh, they thought of as the
1: musical theatre genre. Mm. Cue Hollywood, because of <laughs> course, there's lots of money to be made.
2: Yes. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: And Academy Award winning director Tom Hooper is helming the big screen version. And this will actually be uh, only his second musical film following uh, 2012 Le Miserables. So what is it about Tom Hooper's trailer for cats that has the internet (laughs) up in arms? Well, the actors who portray the cat characters have been digitally furred. They are covered from nose to tail in CGI fur, but retain their human facial features F- facial uh, features. And mm. speaking of tails, in the trailer, com- c- computer-generated furry appendages emerge from their human hindquarters. In other words, they have furry bums. They do.
3: Tails moving around
1: from those furry bums as well.
2: Yeah, but you really, you know, that's not the end. That's the real problem, though. You know, you've got to get to the other end because we spoke to psychologist <laughs> Dr. Eugene T about why some people are having such a visceral reaction to viewing human expressions on the the feline-esque bodies.
0: The uncanny valley effect is actually a very interesting phenomenon. So just to give you a bit of uh, context and background, Masahiro Mori is actually a Japanese roboticist that actually introduced this term quite some time ago, sometime in the 70s. So the term isn't exactly new, but it has, however, received increasing attention and focus, I should say, because we're moving towards increasing automation, seeing robots and androids in our work environments for one. So basically, the uncanny valley effect is the sudden drop in our affinity, our empathy, and our liking towards something that looks like a human, so a humanoid. With the cat's example, what we're seeing is that the characters look startlingly human-like, but there's just something, a little bit of something that's off with them. So the fact happens, this uncanny valley effect happens when we see the cat's example as uncannily human, yet just very slightly unhuman. So what this does is actually triggers mixed mix of emotions, such as fear, revulsion. Some people might look at the cat's characters and think, oh, that's a little bit off, that's a little bit disgusting even. So you can actually do a search for androids and see for yourself. Mm-hmm. So if say use another example from Japan There's a professor, um, and I've actually seen this professor's work in a conference a couple of years ago. His name is Hiroshi Ishiguro. And so he's actually made more than 30 androids, many of which are very human-like in appearance. But you can judge for yourself. And if you find that it's just a little bit off, it's not quite human. It's human, but not quite human enough. That's the uncanny valley effect that we're looking at. You
2: know, fear and revulsion, these are pretty strong responses. What is it exactly that's causing these differing emotional responses?
0: Mm, I think that's one side of it. And uh, if I could maybe just share the other side, I think some of our listeners might not care to admit it. But we might actually find some of the characters appealing as well. So I'm going to provide a somewhat balanced view to this just to give you a background Uh, to the emotional responses, yes, mainly fear, mainly disgust, because we as human beings are very adept with identifying emotions in our fellow man. And so when we see these humanoids who are very human but not quite human enough, we get a little bit unnerved by it. There's a slight unnaturalness, for instance, in the cat's characters that elicit sort of more negative emotional responses. Um, I would suspect, although I can't confirm this, I'm not sure if there's research done on this, but the other side of the equation is that the slight discomfort actually comes from the fact that some of us might find the furry characters in cats a little bit appealing, all right? So just bear me for a second, because I'm suspecting that people have mixed emotions and Mm -hmm. it's this sort of like, you know, they're not quite human, but I find myself strangely attracted to them. There is actually a subculture accepting, celebrating what we call anthropomorphized animals. We give human characteristics or human-like attributes to things which are not necessarily human.
2: You're talking about furries?
0: Yes, furry. So with these physical attributes of cats, the furries, I think people who are into that, they won't care to admit it. Uh, I think they might also perceive the cat characters as being somewhat sexualized. Some of us might find it strangely, uncomfortably attractive towards watching the movie.
2: You know, when you mentioned earlier on that there are certain expressions that we would find appealing, what is it about an expression that makes it appealing to the human
0: brain? I think it needs to be authentic. I think it needs to be genuine. I think there also needs to be a sort of natural sort of response to the emotions that the other person is expressing. Uh, just as another example, I think one of the reasons why you find clowns, for instance, disturbing or unnerving or why Stephen King has made quite quite a horror story uh, is because It's this stark contrast, isn't it, and this inability of clowns in order to express a wide range or spectrum of different emotions. I think that's one reason why some of us find clowns unnerving their emotional expressions are inauthentic, they're fixed, they're static, they're not natural.
2: So when you're navigating the uncanny valley, does an emotional response by the viewer also lead to a change in behavior? For example, would in this case, would we perceive cats in general or perhaps even Taylor Swift differently?
0: I think it will. Um, so just generally, I think emotions influence how we see, how we act towards an object. I think that there are differences between each and every one of us, for instance. So if we go back to Jeff Young in the CNN article, which uh, the story is based on, Mm -hmm. he was clearly put off by cats. Some of us, though, were big Andrew Lightbebber fans. We might still go watch it. I'll personally watch it because I'm curious by the technology that goes into this. It looks realistic, interesting. Take nothing away from the fact that it's a pretty decent piece of Art. Um, and, and it's a musical, it's a, it's a well-renowned musical that's been performed countless times over. I don't think it's going to put off hardcore Taylor Swift fans either, <laughs> or change their views of her. And I would say maybe for our viewers who find the Cats characters strangely attractive, well, <laughs> I think they're going to go for the sights than for the songs.
2: <laughs> that was psychologist Dr. Eugene T who helped out with the sciency bit of the uncanny valley and now that that's out of the way let's really get into whether the cat's trailer raised our hackles or not what did you think of it Sharmila <laughs> um you know, I love the Cats musical. I've watched it only
3: once on stage, but I've watched it numerous times on YouTube. And and to me, the thing that I love is the fact that they are humans dressed in costumey, over-the-top, campy, mm. flamboyant <laughs> outfits. I don't know if I want them to look like cats, if that makes sense. And, and in this trailer, what bothered me, and my initial reaction was definitely that, oh, there's something creepy about this and I can't put my finger on it, mm-hmm. um, was actually the idea that I can't quite tell are they supposed to be cats are they supposed to be humans dressed as cats in some scenes they look cat sized in some (laughs) scenes they look like they're human sized like it really bothers me um Mm. and, and and I can't I can't in the in the stage version I find them you know fun and cute and yes and and sort of really over the top you know hilarious and in the trailer i find them odd i suppose on the stage musical they're almost like a caricature of a cat yes right and, and they move in caricaturey movements mm. and, and they're all very exaggerated mm. the movie seems to be going towards a hyper realistic we- cat like a weird yeah, yeah but but still
2: not they have Breasts.
3: Some of them really. Yeah, they mean. most
2: certainly do. So, yeah. yeah, what about you, Tina? Well, I watched the trailer and I didn't
1: get the kind of reaction that most people got. I, I was very indifferent about it. And I don't know what that says about my personality, whether I need to see Dr. Eugene T or
2: <laughs> <laughs> You could
1: go watch Cats the Movie with him. <laughs> <laughs> but no i i was not disturbed by it at all and i Mm. and after reading all the articles so many people feel that way i am now questioning my sanity
2: (laughs) (laughs) don't no so you know we're not the only ones who are quite divided over you know we had a a couple of uh we went around our office to find out what our colleagues thought of the movie and some of the uh, the trailer some of their responses were quite interesting
0: Um, borderline disturbing (laughs) as a person who actually attended uh, the Cats musical when it came down here in KL um, at Istana Budaya um, it was very mesmerizing but you know uh, having to see it on the big screen uh, adapted as such uh, I'm not too sure I I do enjoy musicals so I guess it's too early to judge a book by its cover so I think let's wait for it to come out but so far from what we've seen uh, visually it's not pleasing.
1: I think it was weird, first of all, but I also feel like the way that it was shot and the fact that it's musical makes it makes the weirdness, tones it down a bit, and I think it's actually quite really beautiful, the way that it was made. So I'm actually looking forward to it, even though I'm a little uncomfortable looking at it. So, yeah.
0: I think it's really bad because they're using like CGI to make the cat bodies. It's like, why can't they use... Um, Like the real costumes from the Broadway show That that would have been better But instead, um, with the CGI, it looks unnatural
3: Um, It was weird, I felt weird Um, The cats were doing weird poses I felt like I was watching something that people shouldn't be watching Outside the privacy of their own homes And I felt guilty afterwards for some reason And also very judged So, not a good feeling I think I like the Cats trailer. I, I think I'm one of the few people who do. The reason why I do like it is because I feel that um, well, the very same things that many people dislike about it are the things that I like about it. It is unsettling. It is uh, slightly nightmarish. It is surreal. And all of this basically means that it's different from what you can get from a lot of uh, Hollywood Fair, which is becoming very formulaic, very predictable. Uh, almost everything is either a Disney remake or a superhero film.
2: And I think that this is something I'm looking forward to. Disturbing? Looking forward to it? <laughs> Mildly? I don't know. I, I love the fact that our, you know, opinions are so divided over a, what, 30 second, one minute uh, yeah. a, a trailer. I think it
3: says a lot about that initial gut reaction that people have to something that they don't. Have recognize. Of, uh, yeah, they don't recognize and it's familiar, but it's still unrecognisable. Yeah. yeah, and you know, I, I, it got me thinking about Lion King, which just yes. came out, yes. and, and, um, and I actually enjoyed it a lot, but I actually think that the reason Lion King didn't give them expressions like expressions the way humans would have yeah. in the in the live action remake is because of this. I think people would have been freaked out. I think people would have found it really weird yeah. to see. Actual animals having human expressions.
2: Yeah. Mm. But they managed to do the singing and dancing just fine.
3: Yes. So that somehow doesn't seem to bother me as much.
2: Right. Because
1: it's more cartoonish than it is anthropomorphic. Yeah.
3: yeah, I think the uncanny valley factor falls into the android kind of. Yeah. Like something that's not human mm. behaving in ways that feel human but yeah. you you
2: then know like it's a weird mind thing that happens yeah, yeah. And, and I suppose it, it, it is going to continue to split many people right because you have on one hand you know people who are also very invested in the musical mm. and who see that as a form of of the way cats should always be seen
3: <laughs> well, I, I do think that, though that it's possible that once you watch the movie after the first five minutes. Mm -hmm. It might normalize and then you might feel like, oh, okay I understand now what this is and I can deal with it. Right, and then we'll all be as open as Tina
2: is to differences. <laughs> it's just a trans trans feline species. <laughs> yes, I just wanted to share a little um, sort of quote with you from Andrew Lloyd Webber himself, who went on to a television interview in in Britain, Good Morning Britain, I believe it was, and he was asked, so you know, what do you think of of you know the production so far, and you know, are you int- excited about um, the the technology that's being used? And he said, well, th- they've got this technique which is. Isn't like CGI, but it turns you into a cat. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay because he's already made 3.5 yes, billion I mean, I dollars and counting.
1: It's a murder for him, yeah. <laughs> and,
2: and besides, if a film is anything like a real cat, it won't care about your opinion anyway. It'll go ahead and do whatever it wants. Exactly. Yes.
1: So there.
2: So let us know
1: your thoughts. Have you watched the trailer? trailer and will you be catching the film adaptation let us know you can tweet us at bfm radio whatsapp 018 or
2: call us double seven double three two nine hundred. we also have a poll on social media yeah and we're that's in relation to our second story um the question is do you prioritize your personal time over home responsibilities your choices are yes no but i feel guilty um should we have a look at how we're going so far Sure. We have about, uh, it's, it's yeah, pretty close, about 48% of people say no, they don't prioritize their personal time over home responsibilities. Uh, 23% say yes, and 30% say yes, but I feel guilty. All right, we'll come back and check in on that um, after Cool Cat
1: Vibe by The Babe Rainbow, BFM 89.9.